Good evening, everyone. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. We're going to sing our first hymn, um, The King of Love, My Shepherd Is. Thank you. Would you like to stand if you're able? And Sue will play us in.
Please be seated. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Unless I wash you, you have no part in me. Let us confess to Almighty God our sins against his love and ask him to cleanse us. So when I say the words, Lord, have mercy, or Christ, have mercy, please could you respond likewise. Have mercy on us, O God, in your great goodness, according to the abundance of your compassion. Blot out our offences. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Against you only have we sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Purge us from our sin and we shall be clean. Wash us and we shall be whiter than snow. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father forgive you by the death of his Son and strengthen you to live in the power of the Spirit all your days. Amen. And the collect for Monday, Thursday. God our Father, you have invited us to share in the supper which your Son gave to his church to proclaim his death until he comes. May he nourish us by his presence and unite us in his love, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Uh, we're going to have our reading now. Is anyone come prepared to read, or do I call upon John Churchwarden <laughs> to step in? Thank you, John. So we're reading Psalm 116, verse 1, and then verses 10 to 19. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. I trusted in the Lord when I said I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. 
precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did, and you have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Let's say this last three words together. Praise the Lord, for this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, John. You might have noticed he squeezed an extra verse in. So thank you for that. Um, Let's pray for Peter as he comes to preach. And so, Lord, we pray for Peter as he brings us the word that he has prepared with much prayer and waiting on you. Lord, may we have ears to hear what you would have us hear as he brings what he has prepared. And Lord, anoint Peter with a special touch of your Holy Spirit as he preaches tonight. Amen. Thank you. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. I wonder how you would finish the sentence, I love the Lord because... There are any number of ways you can finish that, aren't there? I love the Lord because he is my saviour. I love the Lord because he's my friend. I love the Lord because he is my God. I love the Lord because he is our defender. He is our rock, and so on. There's so many reasons to love the Lord, aren't there? And so notice how this Psalm 116 begins. Uh, The first five words are so moving in in and of themselves. And when you read them, you want to know more. And so in the NIV versions we have in church, it says, I love the Lord for... The message version simply says, I love God because. And the psalmist finishes off his sentence like this, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. What if you ever considered it like this? And notice that our love as human beings is always, I think pretty much always, a consequent love. Something causes us to love. We find it easy to, to, to love those who love us. But God's love is different to us. God's love is uncaused. It's uninfluenced. It is spontaneous. And it makes me think of that majestic verse that we all know, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world. God simply loves the world. He loves his world. He just can't help himself. And verse 2 that John read, maybe John was inspired to read it, 
Verse 2 gives us another reason why the psalmist loves God. Because he turned his ear to me. Maybe this psalm is a psalm that Jesus himself used in his agony on this night all those years ago in the Garden of Gethsemane. I love the Lord for he heard my voice because he turned his ear to me. We don't know for sure whether Jesus prayed the Psalms on his night of anguish, but I think he probably did. All four Gospels, all four Gospels betray his anguish in no uncertain terms. Matthew says he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Mark records in his Gospel that Jesus began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Luke portrays a scene by saying, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. John, being John, takes a slightly different view and records the great discourse in the upper room before simply saying that Jesus and his disciples went to the Garden of Gethsemane. But be in no doubt, Jesus was in deep anguish and a depth of anguish we can never know as he faced the greatest of all tests, the cross. And so, yes, I'm pretty sure he would have prayed through the words of the Psalms. Maybe he might have even turned to this one, Psalm 116. Note, for example, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of those faithful to him. The King James Version puts it uh, like this. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. We've been reminded of that truth this year, haven't we, all too often, as we've said a fond farewell to dear friends who are now with the Lord. And like Psalm 22 that Debbie preached on a couple of weeks ago in our Unanswered Prayer series, Psalm 116 is a prophetic psalm. It's a looking forward psalm, a looking ahead psalm. So if Jesus was praying this prayer and, and praying through this psalm, he may have reflected on how he, as the precious Son of God, the Lamb of God, needed to trust in his Father in the midst of such anguish as the ultimate faithful servant of God. And so let's briefly look at what the psalm says and how it pointed forward to Christ's passion, suffering, and death. Firstly, we see trouble came to the psalmist. We didn't read this, but verse 3 says this. The cause of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. And so the psalmist talks of the cause of death, the anguish of the grave coming over him. And for Jesus, as he, as he said those words in the garden of Gethsemane, Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. He must have experienced those cords of death. And the psalmist uses other words to describe this suffering too. He says, I was overcome by distress and sorrow. And then the rest of the psalm, in the other verses of the psalm, it speaks, uh, the psalm speaks of being afflicted in verse 10. And my bonds of affliction in verse 16. And it appears as if the psalmist is almost ready to give up. 
In verse 8 he says, For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been near to giving up? Giving up your faith or your walk with the Lord because you've been through so much trouble and heartache or anguish or pain? Maybe you have to some degree. Verse 11 speaks it out. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. This truly is a prophetic psalm, isn't it? Jesus was in that place of trouble and accusation. About to be taken to Pilate and the Jewish council. And, and all these things are thrown at him. And yet he never gave up, never gave in because of his love for you and for me. Yes, Jesus was in a place of anguish. But secondly, he soon found an answer. And the answer is found in verse 4. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The answer is a little word, then. That's the, that's the answer to his cry, then. Yes, the psalmist is in a place of deep anguish, but then. Do you realize how short the prayer is? He prays in verse 4. Lord, save me. It's only three words. It's not a long prayer but it's one of the most powerful prayers you could ever pray. Lord, save me. It's powerful because the name of the Lord opens the gates of Jerusalem. The name of the Lord opens the gates of the temple. The very gates of heaven, in fact. The name of Jesus holds immense power to save. And yet we still come back to this question. We've been thinking about this question all through Lent, haven't we? Why does God allow us to go through these troubles then? It reminds us of that cry of Jesus on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, let me put to you five things that come through this psalm. Five reasons why the Lord allows times of hardship and pain to come against us. They all happen to start with the same letter, the, set, the, the letter P, just for uh, the sake of tidiness. Firstly, proof. God allows us to go through troubles to show that he is always with us. Even if our prayers don't seem to be being answered. So again, verse 1, I love the Lord for he heard my voice. God wants to show us and then the world through us, that he knows, he sees, he hears, and he cares. That's what he wants to do through us to the world. That he knows, that he sees, that he hears, that he cares. And he says it in his word. That's, that's what he says. That he does all those things. And the world is waiting to see that happen in and through us in our lives he is always with us secondly praise it sounds wrong and 
we rightly struggle with this, but Scripture says that God allows us to go through troubles to train us to praise him even in the midst of the troubles. And so the psalmist says this over and over and over again, I love the Lord. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. In the courts of the Lord, praise the Lord. The psalmist has learned to praise God through all things. And the wonderful works of God are a cause for praise, aren't they? If, if we don't praise God, if we don't give God praise for his goodness, for his kindness, then we are unthankful, ungrateful creatures. And as we heard on Sunday, as, as James was saying on Sunday, if we don't praise God, the stones will cry out. God's goodness causes the psalmist to love God more and to praise God more for his kindness in the midst of the trouble he's going through. So proof, praise, thirdly, permanence. Jesus wants us to be disciples for our whole lives. Verse 2, because he turned his ears to me, I will call on him as long as I live. When we turn to Jesus, when we give him our lives, Jesus asks us to give him everything. Everything. And so that means that we trust him when things are easy, we trust him when things are difficult. Always and everything he asks us to give him. And I can't help but re repeat that uh, wonderful phrase of Corrie ten Boom, who said this, when you find yourself in a long, dark tunnel, that is not the time to get off the train. Jesus wants us to be his disciples always. Fourthly, purity. Verse 9. That I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. When you walk, you're doing a consistent thing. Walking means consistency, really. And, and it, means being, and it means being faithful on the inside on, and on the outside. As we, as we walk before the Lord, God calls us to be consistent. People of integrity. This is what the psalmist says. That I, may, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. The psalmist is saying that we are called to live lives of purity, of goodness, of holiness. It's a challenge in the age we live in, isn't it? And yet living lives like that is a sign to the world of the goodness and the purity and the holiness of God. And then lastly, proclamation. Or sharing our faith with others, if you like. Uh, as in verse 18, the psalmist says, I will fulfill my vows in the presence of all the people. We're called to share our faith, aren't we? We're not, we're not called to condemn, but we're called to share our faith in a way that draws people closer to God, closer to Jesus. And the psalmist tells us, proclaims us, encourages us to proclaim who God is. The psalmist proclaims 
who God is. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of all the people. He's not embarrassed about proclaiming God. And so we too are called to share Jesus with those around us, those who don't yet know of God's goodness and mercy and love. And so the psalmist finds many reasons to praise God, even in his troubles. And so as we again meet on this Maundy Thursday night, as we again recall the events of the first Maundy Thursday night, and as we too soon share in the bread and the wine, as Jesus has called us to do as his friends, come to God and be real with him. Come to God as you really are, as I really am. Jesus passed through death for you and me. And God has raised him to life, triumphant and eternal. And he will bring you and me through too. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Thank you, Peter. Uh, by way of response, we're, we're going to sing, I will offer up my life. And may I suggest we stay seated as we sing um, and just reflect on the words prayerfully as we voice them. So thank you, Sue.
Let's continue in prayer with our prayers of intercession. And there should be a response on the screen as we pray. In the power of the Spirit, let us pray to the Father through Christ, the Saviour of the world. Father, on this, the night he was betrayed, your Son, Jesus Christ, washed his disciples' feet. We commit ourselves to follow his example of love and service. Lord, hear us and humble us. On this night, he prayed for his disciples to be one. We pray for the unity of your church. Lord, hear us and unite us. On this night, he prayed for those who were to believe through his disciples' message. We pray for the mission of your church. Lord, hear us and renew our zeal. On this night, he commanded his disciples to love, but suffered rejection himself. We pray for the rejected and unloved. Lord, hear us and fill us with your love. On this night, he reminded his disciples that if the world hated them, it hated him first. We pray for those who are persecuted for their faith. Lord, hear us and give us your peace. On this night, he accepted the cup of death and looked forward to the new wine of the kingdom. We remember those who have died in the peace of Christ and all who loved them and grieved for them. Lord, hear us and welcome all your children into paradise. Shall we stand for the creed? Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature, died for us, and rose again? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God, and makes Christ known in the world. We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's offer one another a sign of peace, mindful of the distance we need to keep between each other.
for communion, we are with our crucified and risen Lord. We know that it was not only our ancestors, but we who were redeemed and brought forth from bondage to freedom, from mourning to feasting. We know that as he was with them in the upper room, so our Lord is with us now. The Lord be with you. His spirit is with us. Try that again. <laughs> you go first. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And we say together Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God, our light and our salvation. To you be glory and praise forever. From the beginning you have created all things, and all your works echo the silent music of your praise. In the fullness of time you made us in your image, the crown of all creation. You gave us breath and speech, that with angels and archangels of all the powers of heaven, we may find a voice to sing your praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. How wonderful the work of your hands, O Lord. As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embraced a people as your own. When they turned away and rebelled, your love remained steadfast. From them, you raised up Jesus, our Saviour, born of Mary, to be the living bread in whom all our hungers are satisfied. He offered his life to sinners, and with a love stronger than death, he opened our wide his arms on the cross. On the night before he died, he came to supper with his friends, and taking bread, he gave you thanks. He broke it, and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And at the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Father, confidence his sacrifice made sacrifice made once for all upon the cross we remember his dying and rising in glory and we rejoice that he intercedes for us at your right hand pour out your holy spirit as we bring before you these gifts of your creation may they be for us the body and blood of your dear son 
as we eat and drink these holy things in your presence, form us in the likeness of Christ and build us into a living temple for your glory. Remember, Lord, your church in every land. Reveal her unity, guard her faith, and preserve her in peace. Bring us at last with all the saints to the vision of that eternal splendor for which you have created us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by him and with him and in him, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. And let's say together, Most merciful Lord, your love compels us to come in. Our hands were unclean, our hearts were unprepared. We were not fit even to eat the crumbs from under your table. But you, Lord, are the God of our salvation and share your bread with sinners. So cleanse and feed us with the precious body and blood of your Son that he may live in us and we in him and that we with the whole company of Christ may sit and eat in your kingdom. Amen. I'm not sure if we've got any stewards, but just please come forward to receive communion.
Let's say together the prayer after communion. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that in this wonderful sacrament you have given us the memorial of your passion, grant us so to reverence the sacred mystery of your body and blood, that we may know within ourselves and show forth in our lives the fruit of your redemption. For you are alive and reign, now and forever. Amen. Shall we stand and sing our final hymn together? My soul is love unknown. Thank you, Sue.
when the disciples had sung a hymn, they went up to the Mount of Olives. Jesus prayed to the Father, If it is possible, take this cup of suffering from me. He said to his disciples, How is it that you were not able to keep watch with me for one hour? The hour has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to the power of sinful men. Come, let us go. Christ was obedient unto death. So go in his peace to love and serve our Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. A reminder that there's Good Friday Reflections, and I'm looking at Peter because I can't remember the time. Two o'clock, two o'clock here in church. It's not going to be on the internet, so if you want to be part of that, please come and join us in church. Thank you. Thank you.